This is the Agent Mind Podcast. Welcome to episode number five of the Agent Mind Podcast. I'm your host, TJ McGraw, and I'm an active investor and real estate agent, and I'm on a quest to define the perfect mindset in order to build wealth and live within your passions. The purpose of this show is to document and share all the great conversations I'm having with people who are much, much smarter than me. That includes successful people from across many professions, but each conversation is had through the eyes of a real estate professional. Thanks for joining me on the journey. Now, if you enjoy what we're doing here, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And check out the website, theagentmind.com. That's theagentmind.com. You'll find there are blog, videos. You can schedule a call with me, sign up for a newsletter, get notifications about the show and events because it we're, we're into 2021 and uh, we're, events are coming back very soon. Before we dig into the show, I have to ask a question. How would you like to free up more of your time? How would you like to hand off those mundane admin tasks that slow you down so that you can focus on things that really drive revenue and put more money in your pocket? Well, Reva Global Virtual Assistants can do that for you. All of their skilled assistants specialize in helping real estate professionals with hundreds of tasks. Stop trying to do it all yourself. Have a virtual assistant do it for you. Check out Reva Global Virtual Assistance by heading over to theagentmind.com and click the link, learn more about virtual assistance. So let's get on with the show. My guest today has broken the mold of what it means to be a real estate agent. But before I go on, uh, parental advisory, explicit lyrics. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, he definitely curses, but it's authentic Dustin Brome. And I quote, I'm the only person I know how to be. Hey, everybody. On today's show, I have one of my favorite people in the industry. Uh, this guy has a business idea and just takes action and runs with it, um, proving that real estate can be so much more than just chasing after buyers and seller leads. Uh, he's an agent in Salt Lake City, a co-founder of the Industry Syndicate, which is a real estate podcast network, founder of the Massive Agent Daily, uh, creator of the Massive Agent Society Training and, and Coaching, and since that's not enough, he's also a columnist for Housing Wire and a national speaker. So Dustin Brome, everybody, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing great, man. Thank you, TJ. You're welcome. Did, did I forget anything in there? I know you got a lot, a lot of irons nope. in the fire. It exhausted me just hearing it. It, it reminded <laughs> me that, uh, yeah, I'm doing a lot. But thank you. Appreciate yeah. the, the warm intro. Absolutely. So I guess, uh, I guess we'll dig right in. I, you, you're, you're impressive. Um, because you have all this stuff going on. And I know that um, it takes it takes some mind mindset shifting, I guess you could say, from mm. like starting in real estate and then getting to where you are now. Because you've discovered that there's there's more ways than just transactions to survive in the real estate business. So I guess, how did you get here? Yeah, so I've been an agent for 10 years. And the first four years or so of my career was just garbage. Like it, I was struggling... Uh, I had a mentor who I, I love, but we had very different personalities. And so, you know, for him, generating leads was cold calling with a script and a headset on, door knocking, cold calling, uh, basically, you know, the the chase, the chasing kind of, uh, of lead gen, which is fine if that's what you really enjoy doing. Uh, but I didn't, I hated it. And so I sucked at it, never had many results. Uh, or any really. And so out of, out of necessity, TJ, like I was, I was starving to death and I Googled, not really, like, I just want to say that I wasn't <laughs> really starving to death, but I was about a month Close. or two away from starving <laughs> to death. But uh, I, it, it's, it's an analogy. Mm -hmm. uh, I Google real estate leads or how to, how to get real estate leads. And it brought me to easy agent pros website. And they were just sharing all these different ideas for how to attract business to you. And one of them was blogging. That was their main one. And I'm like, wait a minute. So like, I don't have to chase people down in the grocery store. I don't have to chat people up at the coffee shop. Like, I just, I don't like doing that shit. And, but I didn't think that there was any other way. Like, I really didn't understand that realtors can get business in a million different ways. I thought, I literally thought that real estate agents, all of them operated the way my mentor did. 
And that's just how the business was done. And it wasn't until that Google search and then going down this rabbit hole that I, that I found that there's content marketing. There's a whole other concept called attraction marketing, where by writing an article or recording a video, mm-hmm. putting out some sort of content that, uh, that somebody finds educational, entertaining, enlightening somehow, uh, or, or maybe just makes them smile, that can bring people to you. Okay. And, and so I'm like, holy crap, like that's, that sounds great, but I don't, I don't know about that. Like, is that, that sounds too good to be true. So I found some other mentors who were real estate bloggers and they were selling a bunch of homes every year. And all they do is write articles and publish them on their blog and then promote them on social media. Hmm. And so I just did what they did and they were open and, and willing to share. So I launched a blog and and a website with Easy Agent Pro, of course. Um, at the time, I had to borrow the money to do it. It was like what six or seven hundred bucks. Uh, I literally had to borrow it because I didn't have it. And uh, but I there was something about it. I was like, this. I know it can be done because I know these people doing it. I feel like this is right for me. I just have to put in the work, and that's something that I can control. And so I did it. And you know, within a few months of of writing my first a few articles, I, I got validation that it, that it absolutely was going to work. And I had somebody who found me through, I think they just found me through a Google search. They, they went to, I think, no, maybe it was YouTube. They went to, they saw a YouTube video, which was just a Snapchat rant that I downloaded and and put it on YouTube. Like it was garbage. Um, It's not what YouTube is looking for really, but they found me it, they went to my website and they decided that they wanted to hire me to help them buy a house before they even reached out. I didn't know mm. that that was happening because it, you know, I'm just sitting here creating content, not knowing, oh my gosh, there's people over here watching it and consuming it and that are considering hiring me. They called and they're like, Hey, we want to buy a house. You're our guy. And right then and there validated everything. And, and I'm like, cool, that's it. Like content marketing is the game. Yeah. And never ever since back. then, <laughs> exactly. Um, it, it was something that I enjoyed. I just had to get a lot better at it. And uh, I've, I've since realized that I'm a marketer who sells homes, uh, mm-hmm. not the other way around. I love social media. I love marketing. I love everything about it. I love learning all the tactics and stuff. Um, and so that really aligns with, with me. And, and luckily, uh, you can absolutely grow a thriving real estate business by doing that stuff. And so uh, I did. And then the last few years, I've just been sharing my journey and sharing strategies and ideas with other real estate agents. And, um, and that's been a lot of fun and, and created all sorts of extra opportunities as well. <laughs> extra, extra work and opportunities. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> well, you said, you said a lot there for sure that I kind of want to unpack. So first of all, I have a question for you with regards to like mindset. We, it sounded like your mindset started to share, or you knew you needed some kind of different thing going on when you realized that this sucks, like cold calling sucks. My mentor, great guy, his style sucks. So was that your mindset shift there? Or did you, did your mindset shift come when you got validation or somewhere in between? Uh, at the time, there was nothing special happening. It was purely like grasping at straws. I was, I was struggling. And, and what's interesting, looking backwards, I could see that, you know, there was, there was some mindset stuff happening, but at Mm. the time I'm just like, I've got to do something. And what I'm currently doing is not working for me. Mm -hmm. I also had the choice of, do I double down because it's working for others? Why isn't it working for me? Do I double down? And it wasn't until I saw something that I'm like, wait, I can get behind that. I can do some videos. I can learn how to blog. I can learn about SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, uh, I don't know, man, like looking backwards, I think um, I didn't really ever consider quitting the business. I just, I was like, I've got to figure something out and I need to figure it out now. Uh, I don't think I ever thought about getting another job or something. Cause mm-hmm. honestly, you know, me, I'm unemployable. I, I'm, <laughs> you tell me to be there at nine. I'm not going to be there at nine unless it's important, right. but uh, that wouldn't be that important. Um, I just, I needed to, to make it work. And, and so I saw this option of a different way of marketing and 
marketing and a different way of attracting business that aligned with me and my strengths and weaknesses. And I'm like, I'm all in on that. Mm. I don't think, I don't think I had any real mind shift mindset shift things happening there. When I did though, was once I started to put out content and, you know, I came across Gary V years ago, mm. uh, it was probably four or five years ago now. And he was talking about Snapchat. So early 2016, late 2015. Okay. Damn. That was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> he was talking about how Snapchat is huge and you doesn't matter what you do for a living. You need to be on it. And I'm like, I don't like being in front of the camera. Like I'm nervous. I don't, I don't know what to say, but I just started doing snaps and talking to other agents about what I was doing to grow my business. And 10 seconds at a time, I just got used to being in front of the camera. I got comfortable with it toward like, I'm not nervous anymore because it was practice and it doesn't matter if one person saw me or a thousand, I didn't know, like it still took the same amount of energy Mm -hmm. to do the video. So, you know, I really think it was then once I realized like, like I, I didn't like doing videos. Now I do. Now I'm comfortable with it. I think that's when I, I developed the mindset of like, just do it and figure it out, you know, ready, fire, aim. Mm-hmm. And, and once you start doing that, that becomes a habit. And then your, you know, the, the positive mindset, the, the action taking mindset, I think just snowballs in the right direction from there. But um, kind of a, a roundabout way to answer your question. But um, there, I didn't have like this moment of clarity or a, or a, a very specific pivot point mm-hmm. other than when I first discovered Gary V. And when I first read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, way back when I first got into the industry, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it was just kind of like one thing leading to another. Yeah. And you, and you said something, you kind of took the words out of my mouth because it's agents will, they think their options are double down on the stuff that they hate doing and is never going to work for them because they're never going to be hundred percent in on it or leave the business. But there's another option. If you, if you have an inclination to work towards something that you think is, is, you know, you feel deep down that you, you could do that, but there's a, there's a, a barrier. There's like a, a, a cost of admission of uncomfort. Like that's the, that's another Avenue that agents can take. And that's what I, I just think that's a great part of your story that you just saw something else and went after it. And then since then, I mean, it's just, it seems to be get easier and easier for you. You have an idea and you just roll with it and, uh, and put things out like the massive agent daily and all that. So, yeah, it, it does get a little bit, it, the action taking gets easier or, or let me be, let me even be more specific. Deciding to take the action gets easier. Mm-hmm. You know, doing shit still takes a lot of time and effort and money. Yeah. So, you know, that doesn't change. It just, it gets easier for you to just jump in and do the stuff, you know, you need to do. You make, you can make a habit of that the same way you make a habit of not taking action. It really just comes down to making a decision. And, and I, I feel like, uh, had I not found something that aligned with my strengths and weaknesses that, that, that I got excited about, you know, content marketing, if it wasn't for that, I probably at some point would have left the industry because I, I just hated doing the shit I was doing, mm. thinking that it was the only other way. But there's there are a million, there are more than a million different ways to get business. I don't care what you do for a living. There's no one right way. And anyone that tells you there is, is full of shit. It's, uh, it's finding what you, what fits your strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. what you like doing, what you are good at doing, or what you could get good at doing through practice. And you have to like it enough to, to see it through that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, it, you know, not doing the stuff that you hate, because I don't care what you're doing for a living. If you're going to have success, you have to do it long enough to see success. And that could be three months. It could be three years. I don't know. It depends yeah. on bunch of different things, but if you hate doing it, or if you really, really, really suck at it and there's no hope of, of improvement, mm-hmm. you're never going to, you're never going to have the consistency required to succeed. You're just not. Yeah. And even if you're one of those rare people that just pushes through that, <laughs> that misery, you, you're going to get to a point where you're burnt out much faster. You know, so I find that the people that are working within their passion are not you're not getting burned out because you're doing stuff that you like. Now you made a great distinction that it's still hard work. Like your, your work ethic is still, you know, wake up and grind every day. 
but it's, but it's in an area that you're passionate about. So it's that, that hard work is easier, you know, to, to, to do if, if you're, if you're, if you know, if you, if you like, I like to run, a lot of people hate to run. So, but there's other ways to, to work out. So if you, if you hate to run, don't make that your go-to workout, you know, don't go run marathons because you're going to hate it and you're going to be miserable. So go, you know, do something else, do kind of a, a good analogy for, for that. So thousand percent exactly like there's it really starts with that like no matter if you're a real estate agent and you're you're like okay how do i make things work what are you good at what are your strengths what are your weaknesses be honest about that and if you struggle with doing that or maybe you're just not aware yet ask somebody that you trust and give them permission to be brutally honest with you about your strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And then don't get offended by it. Don't get bent out of shape when they tell you that, that you're not a people person or that you have low energy or whatever, like just be like, Oh, okay. Like now I've had three people tell me that maybe I need to work on that. But at the same time, um, if you, if, if you hate writing, then don't launch a blog. <laughs> You know, if, if you're good at speaking, but, but hate writing, do a podcast, do video. Like there's so many things you can do that, that do align with your strengths. Mm -hmm. And that's so important because you have to do whatever it is you choose. You have to do it long enough to win and you'll never be able to stick with it if you hate doing it. Right. Well said for sure. Well, just moving on to, um, to social media, because I know you're, you're the content guy and there's a lot of agents that want to get into that. They, they, they feel that pull of the social media. Like what, what are the challenges to kind of get started? And, and then once you get started, it seems like you open up Pandora's box of just overwhelming information. So what do you, what do you say to, to agents that, that want to do that and where do they get stuck and, and how do they, how do you work through it? The, the biggest problem is trying to do is try is biting off more than you can chew. Um, and, and I still struggle with that because I'm, I'm a marketer at heart and I want to do all the things I, yeah. I want to do everything. I want to have, <laughs> you know, this content on this platform and then do this one and this one and this one. And you real estate agents still have to be a real estate agent and they're mm-hmm. doing the content to get busy. Then once you get busy, like, can you maintain being on six different platforms and doing 20 pieces of content a day? Most agents can't. So start with whatever, whatever you're already using and that you understand. And maybe that's just Facebook. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely nothing wrong with just focusing on Facebook. There's nothing wrong with just focusing on Instagram or whatever the hell it is. You just have to be good at it. You have to put out good stuff that your audience actually wants to see. So biting off more than you can chew is a huge mistake right from the get. Start small, okay? pick one platform, whichever social media platform is your favorite. There's your platform. Start mm-hmm. there and then figure out, okay, who's my audience? Who do I want to speak to? What is it that they, that they actually want to see or hear? And then provide it. So I didn't say, tell them what you want them to hear. Mm-hmm. I said, figure out what they want. It's huge. Because <laughs> something happens when you get your real estate license where you're like, I must talk about real estate yeah. all the time. And then you bore people to tears. They scroll right past you. They unfollow you. They hide your shit because they just don't care. They don't want to see that you're at an open house from 11 to 2 at some boring split entry. Mm-hmm. They, they don't care. It, like even the sellers are like, like courtesy like, you know. Yeah. Um, or which, which bathroom do you like better pull? I like that right. one. <laughs> yeah. See, see that though, that's actually a decent piece of content because it's yeah. easy for people. Uh, but yeah, don't make it about real estate all the time. Show your personal side. The magic of social media is when you see somebody on your phone screen or your laptop screen, you think that somehow they are, they have credibility. Okay. Mm-hmm. They are a influencer to a certain degree. They're a celebrity to a certain degree. If you've been watching somebody on YouTube or you've been watching their Instagram stories, your brain, it, it, it's the same thing as if you've been watching them on a TV show 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It, it's the same effect. So you as an agent can do that yourself. Like you can do, you can put yourself out there on video. You can do a podcast and now you're the host. You're the, you're the one in it. So you demand a certain level of credibility. Um, and if you're talking about interesting stuff, like what's going on locally 
or, you know, let people see a personal side of you so they can make that personal connection with you and like you and continue following you because they do like you. That's where you really have success. And so many agents, they bite off more than they can chew. And then they only talk about real estate, which is boring as shit. And no wonder they never have any success with it. It's because they they're, they're posting stuff they want people to see rather than what those people want to see. Right. Which isn't necessarily all real estate. And, and if you really, you know, once you get into it and start practicing, you can make just about anything circle back to real estate a little bit, you know? Yeah. So if and it doesn't mean that you should, No, but, but, but yeah, if you're clever, you, you absolutely can. Yeah. And it, it, not all the time and, and not a hundred percent of the time, you just want to have that. It should just be like get, getting to know you being authentic, being on screen, putting things out on social media and then kind of line it with just so people know that you're in real estate instead of the, the big push, you know, I'm in real estate. This is the, you know, the, the, one of, one of my favorites is the, um, the listing video. That's just music and just still pictures of the house. <laughs> right. So getting beyond that, getting in front of the camera or, you know, showing your personality, which yeah. kind of leads me, leads me to another, um, something I wanted to talk about with you. Um, you come across as very authentic, but because you are authentic and you're not afraid to throw a, a, a curse word out. Um, Obviously. You know, <laughs> right. It's, you know, there's, there's definitely a couple of shits and dams in there, which is, is great. I, I find it very genuine and it, you know what you're getting when, when you hear Dustin talk. So I think a lot of agents are worried about their image and they got to put the sport coat on and the tie, or, you know, they got to put the pantsuit on and get in, before they get in front of the camera. Like what, what do you have to say to that? Cause, that, cause I think it might be um, just a, a limiting belief that, that agents are, are kind of going through as they're thinking about, you know, doing media, social media and content. It's a thousand percent, a limiting belief and it's bullshit because I, and I know because when I, you know, I was listening to my mentor the first half of my career and, and he's like, Hey, you've got to have nice shoes and slacks and a, you know, a button up shirt. You don't need a tie, but you know, it's gotta be a nice one. Uh, and I'm, I'm like, okay. So I did. And I hated it. Like I, you know, that's not me. Like what I'm wearing right now, a black hat and a white t-shirt, like and I'm wearing sweatpants. That's me. <laughs> now I wouldn't wear sweatpants to an appointment. I right. wear jeans, but I'd still wear my hat and t-shirt. And I do. Zoom's okay. Sweatpants are okay on a zoom. Totally. Uh, what's, what's funny though, is like when you, when you are dressing up, like, and it's not authentic to you, some, some of you guys, it is like you, you feel good when you dress up and it feels like you and it, awesome. Like, that's good. But if you, if that's not you, if you like being casual, run with it, people can sense if you're being real or not, you know, you, you mentioned that, that whenever you see me on video, I, I just feels like me. It's because it is like, I don't, I don't care how, uh, how I come across because like, I don't know how to be anybody but me. And, and so I just, I embraced that. And what I found TJ was uh, when, when I was dressing up and stuff, like I would, I'd be getting clients that maybe we weren't the right fit personality wise, because they would see this certain image and then what would come out of my mouth and how I'd act like the way that I am right now, you know, didn't quite align with that in their mind. And so they're like, uh, there was something off, mm -hmm. but when I show up in a t-shirt and a hat and jeans and I'm like, Hey, what's up? Uh, like people are like, that's the guy I expected. Yeah. And that's what, and so when you are yourself in all ways, uh, speak the way you speak, dress the way you dress, do all that. You're going to attract not everybody. You're going to attract the right people. Mm -hmm. That is so powerful. Okay, you don't need everyone in your town to do business with you. You need a fraction of of them to do business with you. And so, if you are very easygoing and you're, you know, like a woo, like you know, just party, <laughs> having fun all the time, do you want to be working with a bunch of people who are toned down, very analytical? you know, kind of a dry personality, probably not, you know? Yeah. And, and if you're, if you're listening to this thinking like, shit, man, I'll work with anybody. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I'll work with anybody. Cause I need the commission check. They can feel that yes. they can feel that, that it's not right. And guess what happens? Maybe you, 
maybe you're successful and close the deal with them. But if you don't align with those people personality wise, mm-hmm. then it's hard to be long-term friends with them because there's just not a connection. Yeah. It, it's hard to be friends and it's hard to really get referrals from them later on because it's just about that one transaction. And they're probably just as glad that they don't have to deal with you anymore as you are of them. Mm-hmm. But when you attract the right people by just being yourself, and if you want to say shit, say shit, you're going to attract people that don't care and that, that don't mind that mm-hmm. and that they, they'll be casual too. And you guys probably like the same stuff. And what happens is it's a more enjoyable process, not just for you, but for them. Mm-hmm. And that leads to many, many referrals. It leads to friendships and it leads to you enjoying your job. You know, this business is tough enough. And if you don't like the people you're working with, or if they don't like you, that sucks. And it doesn't have to be that way. And it all stems from this, this bullshit that's being pushed that you need to dress for success and all that. Like I am dressing for success by wearing a black hat and a freaking white shirt because I want to, and then I'm going to go be successful while looking like this because that's who I am. And I don't give a shit. This whole like dress for success crap where you've got to dress up and wear a tie or a, you know, like. I, I just, I think it's garbage. I think it's absolutely garbage. If you feel like a fish out of water, you come across uncomfortable and people don't want to work with somebody that feels uncomfortable. They just don't. Yeah. So be yourself. I'm giving you permission. You can put this all on my shoulders. I'm giving you permission <laughs> to wear a t-shirt and flip-flops if you want. Mm-hmm. Try it. Um, it's It changed everything for me. I, I felt like, okay, this is me. I'm going to attract the people that want to work with me and then I'm going to have fun. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. It's, I know that I, when I started in real estate, I did the the same thing. I wore the, the sport coat. Um, I, I allowed myself to wear jeans, but they were like, you know, dark blue jeans that were new and, you know, the nice jeans. T- yeah. The nice jeans uh, mm-hmm. with the, with the dress shoes and all that button up tie. I put a tie on the winter time. I put a tie on. But it was, it, it, you're right. It's, it's uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. I know when I was speaking to potential clients, I was uncomfortable and it, and I was ultimately like afraid I'm going to get caught in a lie because mm-hmm. I, was, I was lying. Like I didn't, didn't want to do that. Didn't want to be wearing this stuff. And actually just recently, it was very liberating. I uh, donated all my suits to charity, to a, a you know, a secondhand um, store that helps you know people that need clothes nice. and, and for business and things like that. So I just so gave you're them not all, tempted to wear them anymore. Not even tempted to wear them. They don't fit right. anymore anyway. So they're, there we go. But it was just, it was liberating. <laughs> I was holding onto these suits because they were a symbol of success in a weird way, but that's not at all where success doesn't come from that suit that's hanging in the closet. Success that's comes from being, you being comfortable and working with the people that are comfortable with you. And if you're trying to be somebody you're not, that's just, those things just aren't going to line up. So that's right. That's good. That's good stuff. I'm glad we hit on that for sure. Um, so how do you, and I know people find it, um, I don't know if endearing is the right word, but I know people love listening to your podcast because, because of of your personality. Um, are you ever afraid of like rubbing people the wrong way? Not anymore. No. Um, and not even when I started the podcast, but I think when I started to put pe- when I started to put myself out there to our industry and start doing some videos and putting content out there, yeah, the, you know, I didn't want to be too over the top, but at the same time, like I, I don't know how to be anybody else but me. Yeah, you know, and so I, I don't think that I was pretending in the beginning or or even holding back, but I was, uh, like or I wasn't intentionally holding back, but I was because I, I was still getting comfortable with the medium with like doing these videos on this platform. Once I got more comfortable with that, I'm just like, here I am. Mm-hmm. If you like me, cool. If you don't, cool. You know, and look, do you, do you like everyone that you meet? Of course not. And so why do we, why do we expect or want everyone who meets us to like us? It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it, I don't look, if somebody doesn't like my personality and doesn't want to work with me, that's awesome. Like it's not even negative on them. Like we just don't mix. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. Uh, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm trying to put myself back into where I was mentally when I started this journey, but like, I'm so, 
comfortable where I'm at now through practice, through just repetition and practice it. Um, but even, even with that said, I've, I've drawn the line a little bit on stuff that I won't say on my podcast. Like (laughs) the F word, I I think I've said it once, but I've just, I don't want to do that, but (laughs) I, um, that's really the only limitation I put on myself. And I don't, it's not, it's not like I say that often in real life anyways, but um, yeah, and it's not, it's, I'm not implying that you're like a Howard Stern of podcasting, you know, but you're definitely, you're definitely yourself and you definitely know that would be real estate uncensored. (laughs) That would be Greg McDaniel and real estate uncensored. Yes. But you definitely are. You're not afraid of voicing your opinion about things. And you know, a lot of, a lot of agents are thinking it and you say it and it gives validation to it. For sure. Yes. You're, not, you're not off the wall with yeah. that I've heard of, of anything. So, and you know, what's interesting though, like whenever there's something that I want to say, usually it's, it's an opinion, right? Usually it's something that it's an opinion or a take on something that's uh, like George Floyd, you know, when that whole thing happened mm. uh, in middle of 2020, like I, I felt like I had to say something. Yeah. Um, I knew that some people might disagree, but I was, And so I was super hesitant to put it out. I was like, I don't usually say opinionated shit like this, uh, at least on the podcast. But when I did, and it wasn't just that, there were times prior and, you know, just opinions on this, that, or the other, that when I put it out there, I get the most response from stuff like that. Uh, People saying, you know what, I don't really agree and here's why, or I, I don't really agree, but goddamn, I respect you for saying it. I, you know, I respect you for being open. Um, you know, it depends on what we're talking about exactly. But uh, some of the, like when I'm vulnerable and when I, when I say things that maybe aren't professional or that um, most people don't want to touch and I do, I get overwhelming positive response. Mm. Doesn't mean that it's all, that it's all positive. I'm sure there's people that are like, Oh, this guy just lost me. Like, (laughs) okay. Like I'm further uh, like refining my audience so that they are right for me and that I'm right for them. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't please everyone with everything you say, because there's always, if you, if you say one thing, there's going to be half the people that don't agree. If you say the other thing, it's the other half of the people that don't agree. So exactly. But I think yes. it's definitely the having, and we can get deep into, you know, society and, and the things that are wrong with it. But I think one of the biggest issues is that, not enough people are honest in saying their opinion and opening up that dialogue. They're very guarded and not, and not willing to get into the conversation, which creates divide. And, you know, here we are in in 2020 with so much more going on rather than, than just COVID. So that's funny that you're still, your mind is still in 2020 because it was so crazy. Yeah. It's it's 2021. 2021. Yeah. It's it's (laughs) still, you know, it's getting better, but it's still a little crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's a, there's a, I guess there's a light. Well, I want to believe there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but. Well, well you're see. damn right there is. Yeah. So what's crazy when, it, and I fully agree, like there are people these days, and this is a huge, huge freaking problem. They're, they're worried about voicing their opinion or standing their ground on something because they don't want to get negative pushback. Mm-hmm. They don't want cancel culture to happen to them. Or, or, you know, whatever miniature version might happen, right? So what's, what's so crazy about voicing your opinion on something right now when, when so many people are afraid or nervous or just unwilling is those that do stick out so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, your voice is heard more. It makes a bigger impact than if everyone was voicing their opinion at the same time, you, you would just be lost in the crowd. And I know it probably feels like everyone's voicing their opinion. And in some ways they are it's like Facebook, for example. Mm. But it, if you if you do it in, a, in the right way, people respect you for doing it because they they want to do it, but they just they don't have the courage to or they don't want to deal with the blowback or they're worried about somebody disagreeing with them and being upset with them for doing it. Mm-hmm. And so if you I just look at it like this, is it right or wrong? And if there's something that I see that's very, very wrong, I'm going to say something about it. And people that have a problem with that are on the wrong side, in my opinion. They're totally entitled to that. That's fine. But they're on the wrong side. Cool. Um, 
like that doesn't change my opinion. Like I still I, like certain things, and this has only happened maybe like five or six times since I've been doing the podcast, but certain things I just have to say something about. And sometimes it's snarky and opinionated because that's no. just how I am. Yes. <laughs> crazy. Right. Yeah. Uh, but when, whenever I'm nervous about saying something or putting something out there, I get the most positive response from that. I'm sure maybe I lose three listeners, but I might gain 25 or, or those 25 are now much more um, bought in, I guess, mm-hmm. or, you know, the respect level goes up. It's, it's interesting. Like when you, when you're the host of a show or when you are a content creator at all, you, you're building influence with those that are consuming your content. You just are. And so, you know, you have a responsibility with that, but at the same time, there's huge upside, especially at a time where uh, if others are afraid to say something and then you do, since most people are probably on your side, they're going to respect it even more and hear it even more. So, um, you know, if you, if there's ever something that you feel like must be said or done, um, don't be afraid to do it or be afraid, but do it anyways. Um, there's far more upside and in, in downside, in my opinion, it depends on what we're talking about. Of course, as long as it's not like crazy off, you know, over the edge, but um, that's just a whole different shit. podcast, <laughs> whole different podcast. Yeah. But yeah. So since we're touching on, 2020 and 2021. Um, and I think you said this, I think it was your, your first show of the year, your last show of 2020, when you talked about, um, how 2020 was a really hard year. And I think you said it was your, one of your most challenging years and one of your best years. So a lot of agents were freaking out when that, when, when COVID hit and then shutdowns going on. I mean, some States are still shut down. So it's, it's a pretty scary thing for, for agents because that's what we do is we are out in the public and we're going to homes, inside people's homes, open houses. So it was pretty scary and a pretty tough time. But a lot of agents have had a great year because they were able to kind of shift and everybody learned Zoom and, and you know, really got into it. So what can you expound on that a little bit more. Like what, what should we be thinking as agents going into 2021? There's going to be more uncertainty and more craziness. And, and when that happens, there's huge opportunities that come around for those that are willing to step forward and, and lean into it rather than sit back and worry or be scared. Uh, it's like COVID so crazy. It, it makes people do crazy things. You mm-hmm. know, people are being, families are being separated for, for different reasons. You know, it, it's just wild, but um, there's a lot of agents out there that have had the best year ever. I'm one of them, you know, with not for personally selling homes, but my other businesses better than ever, because I'm like, wait a minute, like everyone's freaked out. They don't know what to do. I have the solution. Like I know what to do. And so I just put that out there and guess who's more receptive. Guess Cause they're, they're needing that information more than ever. And here I am with it. Uh, and agents, when, when the community is freaked out and they don't know what to do, and your competitors are sitting down, they're, they're laying on the sidelines, they're not spending money, they're posting less, they're worried about, you know, how they say things. So, you know, trying to walk on eggshells, because mm-hmm. they're afraid of offending somebody about this, that or the other. And if you're just like stand up and like lead and provide some enlightenment, provide some education and clarity in a time that it, that is very unclear, you're going to stand out like a lighthouse. Like I think of the lighthouse versus a tugboat, a lighthouse, its job is just to stand there and shine its light. And, and it's, it doesn't move in any one direction. It just stands there and shines its light. Um, and that, you know, that's so needed. Uh, yeah. We as individuals can do that in our communities, in our neighborhoods, just by being the voice of reason, by being the adult, by being the the shepherd or whatever analogy you want to use. At the same time, so many of our competitors are fearful and worried, and they're not spending as much on ads. They're not marketing as much. They're uh, you know out of fear and trying to conserve. That's your time to just take over. Mm-hmm. And and 2020 was a huge huge year for people. Uh, that have done that. And it's obvious who was and who wasn't. And I think 2021 is just going to be more of the same. There's whenever there's craziness, 
Whenever there's volatility, there's huge opportunities that come about because of it. Are you willing to keep your eyes open and look and then run in the direction of that opportunity instead of sitting down and, you know, waiting for the dust to settle? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you don't really, you don't have to have all the answers. You know, you can, you can just get on just admitting in front of everybody that, that we don't have all the answers, but, you know, showing empathy and, and just that, that camaraderie that we're all in it together kind of thing. So thousand percent. Yes. Yeah. So if, you know, we do have answers though, as especially in the niche of real estate, we, we can definitely figure things out, whether it's zoom calls, zoom consultations, you know, though it's been said a bunch of times, you know, the, the, the showings through the, um, um, through the internet, internet, yeah, that's, virtual that's showings. <laughs> yeah. Virtual showings. Um, so there, there's many different ways to do it. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And I just say those cause they come top of mind because that's what everybody's been talking about, but there's, there's so much more creative things that you can do as a real estate agent that can overcome and get past that. And one of them is just content and just being out there and just, you know, leading and being the lighthouse for sure. Yeah. Back in April and May, you know, when toilet paper was a huge issue, <laughs> uh, there were there were agents that would just do videos where they're like, "Hey, I know there's toilet paper at this store, this store, and this store. They just got restocked. I'm I just got some myself. Boom!" And they posted in like a, a neighborhood Facebook group or something, yeah. And they get tens of thousands of views, and and now you're on the radar of the community as a leader. And then if you do it again, and you're like, "Hey, COVID testing over here," or you know, "Hey, this." restaurant is in danger of going out of business. We need to support them. And you organize, you know, buying gift cards or, or ordering takeout from that business. You are being a leader mm -hmm. by just making yourself one. And, and that's the opportunity that's there in a major, major way. And it has nothing to do with real estate, but yet it has everything to do with real estate because real estate is where people live. If you're a leader where people live, you're going to sell a lot of homes. They're not yeah. going to think of anybody else. Absolutely. And it definitely, it creates trust for sure. And then you, nobody's going to do business with you if they don't trust you. So that's right. a key right there. So, so let me, so talk to me about what, what you're doing. Let's start with the, the massive agent daily. Tell me what that's all about and what's, what's the, what's the goal there and um, how can we get it? Yeah. We kind of touched on the problem, you know, agents, don't know what the hell to post on social media or they're just posting the wrong stuff. And, you know, it, it was one of the most common questions that I would get from agents is what, mm -hmm. what should I be doing on social media? So we just took the guesswork out of it. We have an app that every morning it tells you what to post. And based on a few principles, you know, real estate content, uh, like 10% of the time, then local, personal and engagement type stuff. And, and so it automatically like gets the ratio of content, right. And each morning you're just like, Oh, I should post that today. And, and then there's, you know, a bit of a coaching element behind it that teaches agents why that type of stuff works mm -hmm. so that eventually they won't need the massive agent daily anymore. But for any agent that's like, what the hell do I post? Or I'm tired of spending so much time trying to figure it out, you know, just get the app and every day it'll tell you what to post. Then it's just on you to do it. Yeah. And uh, uh, so that's been, that's been going well. Um, it's a whole new platform called social coach and my uh, the massive agent daily is part of the social coach platform. And uh, you know, new features are coming out all the time, but ultimately that's the uh, you know, that's the strategy behind it. Any agent that doesn't know what to post and wants to learn what they should, they should probably get the massive agent daily and, uh, you know, then, then they can start moving in the right direction. And they're, they're going to realize, hmm, hardly any of this stuff has anything to do with real estate. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I like about that, too, is you get a lot of people that are, I mean, if you have your real estate license, your inbox is full and you're, you're, you're getting advertised to on Facebook all the time about people who can manage your social media content for you. But this isn't that. This is teaching you how to do it and giving you some content suggestions, a lot of content suggestions that you can post and then you can learn how to do it. So you don't lose control of your social media by hiring right. somebody else to do it. You, you maintain control, but you have the content. I think that's what that's been missing. So I think that's, I think that's going to do really well. I know a lot of agents I know are like, I don't want to pay somebody to manage my, my social media. I just don't know what to post. So this is like a solution right there for sure. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. Anytime you outsource content, it's probably a bad idea because how is anybody else going to have your voice and your personality? 
Right. They can't. So th- what we tell you to do, you know, you do it in your own personality. And some of it are just like a graphic where, that you just reshare it, right? But you are the one posting it on your platforms and you, you're you the one that picks which platform to put it on. Like mm, this one, eh, it doesn't really make sense for Instagram, but definitely my personal Facebook. And uh, so you, you you learn and social media is the biggest tool that agents have to, to grow a thriving business and it's free and most agents are using it completely wrong um, or they're not using it at all. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's unbelievable how many millions of dollars in real estate sales they're leaving on the table by not mastering social. So we just built an app to tell you what to post. Yeah, that's awesome. I know I, I used it wrong for a very long time. Don't <laughs> My, we all? Yeah. yeah. If you go to my business page, it's got, you know, closing pictures and I sold another house. Aren't you all proud of me? (laughs) That kind of stuff. So that's awesome. And then you have so much, so many things you got going on. Let me, let's talk about your, your coaching program, massive agent society. Give, give the listeners a little bit of what that's all about. Yeah. So that's the, the first coaching program that I ever launched for agents. And because I, through the process of putting a bunch of content out there, I learned how to promote that content. I, I had to learn, okay, I've created this blog post or this video. Now, how do I get people to see it? How do I get new people to see it? And so a huge part of that process was Facebook ads. And so I taught myself Facebook ads. I was too damn cheap to take a course or hire a coach. So it was all trial and error. Sure, I'd watch a YouTube video you know, here or there to help me learn a few things, but I learned what worked and what didn't. And so I'm like, you know, agents need to know this and the other people teaching agents are charging five grand a month um, who can afford that. Yeah. So I did it for much, much, much less and, uh, and put together a program that, that I'm pretty proud of, proud of that teaches agents um, how to master lead generation. So there's a database of ads that they can just copy and paste and then some videos showing them how to actually get the ad up and running so that from day one, they can have ads out there attracting clients and then learn as they go along, you know, how to improve on it, how to do, how to do and implement other campaign ideas, uh, ultimately with the goal of helping them be a master of lead generation. We don't manage them for you. It's purely like showing you how, but in a way that's like grabbing you by the head, turning it over here and saying, no, go this way, focus on this. Here's the steps. It's just on you to do it. Um, yeah. And that's going to save over the long run. I mean, that could save tens of thousands of dollars in trial and error and much more than that in lost opportunity and opportunity cost uh, by just like, maybe it takes you a year to master when you could master it in 45 days. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, so, most definitely. And yeah. I'm, an, I'm a living endorsement of that because it's literally plug and play day one you just go in there and you you, all you do is just change like the the area like you take salt lake city out and put your area in and you're up and running and you're you're getting leads into your into your facebook it's 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 that amazing so and and the great part about it is too is like the 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 conversations every week that you build on it and then you can tweak as you go but it's it's literally day one you can start getting leads and all you have to do is just put in a little bit of work for it. So that's it. Like, like most everything in this business, as you know, like work and time is pretty much like what separates those that are successful and, and who aren't, there's really intelligent ways that you can spend money to speed that process up dramatically. And I, I, that's why I, I put these programs out there to dramatically increase or, or decrease how long it takes to see success and decrease the mistakes and the, and the trial and error so that you can start getting results super fast. And, you know, cause most of our competitors aren't doing that. Um, yeah. 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 And that, that brings me to another point. I actually want to talk about you. You recently hired an assistant, right? Yeah. So that, what, what was that decision about? Because it's um, as an agent, you know, the first thing you, you want to do is hire a transaction coordinator to help you with the paperwork but a lot of people are resistant to do that because they want to be in control of it. They don't want to pay the money, you know, give up, you know, that's that scarcity mindset. So real quick, just kind of dig into that. Like what, what was your thought process behind that? Yeah. Um, there's only so many hours in the day. 
You know, if you're going to be successful, you've got to do a lot. And you, uh, you know, if you do it all yourself, what happens if you get injured? You know, your business, it's your, it's a job, right? So uh, there's certain things that if I just focus on, my income grows dramatically. And most everything else is just bullshit. It's just uh, mechanical stuff or like stuff mm-hmm. that, that I personally don't need to do. So I'm like, okay, I, this is how people grow to be multi, multi-millionaires is they hire employees, right? They build a company and hire employees. It's the same concept. So I've hired somebody to take certain tasks off my plate that I personally don't need to do so that I can do more of the things that I, that I must do, like more videos, more more podcasts, more content, more uh, phone calls, more this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. so that all the other stuff doesn't distract me from that. And uh, what I re- what I realized is when you hire an assistant, you almost need an assistant to help you prepare for an assistant because <laughs> uh, it, it takes more time in the beginning because you've got to train them, you got to teach them, and they have to learn your processes and 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 all that. But once you get past that, then you're like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, With the transaction coordinator. If you guys are not using a transaction coordinator on every single real estate deal, I don't care if it's your first deal ever or your thousandth, you're going to look back at some point and be like, wow, I was an idiot. I was insane. A transaction coordinator is so easy. Not like hiring mm-hmm. an assistant that because that's that could mean anything. A transaction coordinator has very limited duties and you're hiring someone who's better than you at doing those things. So it's just, it's so insane to me how, how many agents fight hiring a TC because they're going to save money. Mm -hmm. You're not saving money. You're losing a shitload of it. Matthew Kane, you know, you know, Matthew Kane, he was on my podcast a little while ago. Mm -hmm. He sold 40 homes his first year as an agent. He sold, (laughs) he is while being a a full-time firefighter, by the way, his second year sold 80 homes. And I asked him, wow, like what was the difference? He's like hiring a transaction coordinator. So I could just focus on doing deals, meeting more people, mm-hmm. getting more customers in the door. And then the process gets handed over to my TC that he's yeah. spending what three or $400 a deal on, but totally he was able it. to do 40 more deals. It's, it's just insane. Yeah. It's that, um, the, the, you mentioned Robert Kiyosaki earlier, the, the quadrant going from, or I'm in the transition from being self-employed to being a business owner. There's a big distinction there, which we could talk about all night long. But Dustin, uh, thanks for being on. Um, tell everyone how to get a hold of you. Cool, man. Yeah. Uh, massiveagentpodcast.com is probably the best way or massive agent on social media or at massive agent on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you know, the, the nice thing about content marketing is you're very easy to find, which mm-hmm. is kind of the point. So, you know, just plug my name or massive agent into, into the old Google machine and you'll find me. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much. I think we had a lot, a lot here. Um, I know I'm going to listen to this a couple of times. There's a lot right of good information there. So I appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.